When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some breaking news out of the Western Bulldogs camp ahead of their game with GWS. That's this weekend. Of course, Ed Richards is going to miss. He is sick, unfortunately. So Luke Cleary will come in to the Western Bulldogs squad for this game tomorrow. It's at 145 Ballarat Mars Stadium. Luke Cleary, only four career games, none this year. So Ed Richards will be missed there. Actually, you know, Ross tells me it's going to be 13 degrees out there in Ballarat uh, tomorrow. Always five or six degrees colder, I'm told. Mark dropped us a text earlier. I grew up in Ballarat. I used to pull a, uh, put a garbage bag under my footy jumper to calm the icy breeze. Know all about Ballarat's weather? That's why I live in Cairns, says Danny. A lot of texts coming through around. About uh, Dwayne, this time of year in Ballarat, it won't get more than 11 It'll feel like it's seven or eight degrees. And that other footy news, Jack Zebel, they'll have a press conference for him later on today, announcing his retirement at the end of the season. But the cricket, we are delicately poised, aren't we always, in this Ashes series? Day one, fifth test at the Oval. Australia, they're in a good position. Could they be in a better position? One for 61. England dismissed in the end for 283. And I know Bryce McGain would have seen just about every ball. Bryce, welcome back to SEN. Uh, thanks, Sam. And indeed, I did watch most of the deliveries uh, between getting cups of coffee and trying to stay awake. So it's been a long series. It's been a long series for the players as well. We see a few weary bodies. And I think what you're alluding to there, Australia's drop catches, which was a little mm. sloppy. We hadn't seen that throughout this Ashes series. But... Uh, it did get away from them a little bit, and uh, 288 is probably 80 more than maybe England should have got. So I look at it and think they've created probably 15 chances because they've taken the 10 wickets and they've grasped five, I think. And the most costly one was Carey. By his standards, definitely should have caught it the way he's been going to Harry Brook, who obviously was dropped at that point on five and went on to be the bedrock of the innings with, what did he make, 83 in the end? Yeah, that's exactly right. And he, he really started to unleash his power. Uh, and his creativity as well. It's not without risk. The ball did go past his outside edge many times, and Pat Cummins, uh, who had a really flat test on his own fruition, said, look, I I wasn't at my best, Um, was absolutely outstanding. Now, he only got one wicket, so you'd look at the scorecard and go 13 overs, one for 66, but that doesn't tell you just how well he bowled. He was unbelievable. He extracted every bit of bounce and movement off this oval wicket on day one, and He was superb. Mitchell Stark got the rewards with four wickets and Josh Mm. Hazelwood was steady as ever. But uh, Pat Cummins, he led from the front. He he was absolutely outstanding last night. How good was the Stark delivery, Bryce, to castle Ben Stokes? Well, we know that Stokes likes to work that ball on the onside and this ball just moves so late. And that's been the great skill in this innings uh, for Australia. And... we're not out of the woods, and we'll get get to that in a second, just about how we bat against the England bowlers. Mm. But it was absolutely outstanding. The late movement had him looking to hit the ball on the onside and work it through mid-wicket where there is a big gap to the sweeper, and uh, it straightened and took his off peg and was absolutely outstanding. And he had that look of, 
Well, um, the ball of century when Shane Warren <laughs> yeah. did that to Mike Gatting, he had that dumbfounded look on his face, which uh, gave a great deal of pleasure to me in the middle of the night, I can tell you. <laughs> he did, didn't he? He stood there for ages. He was a statue before he left. Hey, rewind a second. So Pat Cummins finally won a coin toss as well, which helps. Yeah, right back to the start. I think he was excited. The, the Aussies were pretty pleased. And it was a good decision to bowl. Um, this is a terrific cricket week at the Oval. It's a great ground for cricket. Um, there's value for shots for the batsmen. There is a bit of movement early on, and that, that's what Australia were really looking to take advantage of. And as you mentioned, Sam, 15 chances. Um, wrapping them up for 288 is probably a little bit over par, given the conditions. It'll flatten out to a good batting wicket, and then later on it'll take some spin. And uh, a, a positive also out of our bowling effort was Todd Murphy, who, who yeah. came on, he took a couple of wickets. There wasn't any spin on the wicket, but that doesn't matter. That's not what his great skill is. Big, strong side breeze. He was getting a lot of drift, and the ball, he just kept attacking the stumps. And, Sam, that was one of the other things for all the bowlers last night, the amount of bowls that Australia were getting. Murphy got a couple. Hazelwood got a couple. Stark got one, as we mentioned, with Ben Stokes. They started attacking the stumps. They weren't going upstairs all night and um, trying to bump them out. They kept the ball up and they kept attacking the stumps. It was really pleasing to see. Yeah, Murphy getting rid of uh, Moen Alley just came at a pivotal time, didn't it? Just right after the change as well. So a good bit of captaincy there. And that, as you say, that decision to play, uh, Todd, absolutely vindicated. Just while we're on the subject of the bowlers, though, so Alley's got a groin, hasn't he? So I'm not sure of the severity of that. But if they're down a bowler, um, that's going to be critical. Indeed, yeah, it's a big blow for them. Uh, if, if he's unable to get through his bowling action and uh, tweaking a groin, uh, it, it, it's yeah, he just it's going to be so difficult for him to actually bowl. Mm. So I, I can't see it happening, to be perfectly honest. So they will be a bowler down and uh, and struggle their way through. So look, um, that Joe Root has shown that he's capable bowling. His spin bowling it's above average. He's off spinners. Um, but it's certainly not um, the, the number one spin bowler for England. So it, it is a bit of a blow. They've only used their fast bowlers and rotated them around. And credit to them as well. And credit to the Australian batsmen. I've got to tell you, they bowled really well. <laughs> Mark Wood was uh, outstanding, pace up. Chris Wakes got the wicket, but they all bowled pretty well. So it was a bit of a challenge for the Aussies. And Usman Khawaja, um, he, credit to him, 26 off 75 was, was really, really good. So... Australia withstood it, but they're not out of the woods. I've got to tell you, Sam, I'm a little nervous for this first session uh, later tonight. One wicket fell last night with the Aussies on 49. It was the wicket of David Warner. Just sit tight for a second there, Bryce. This was the moment, uh, as called on SEN, of course, when uh, David Warner was dismissed. There's an edge into the cordon, and it's taken. Warner's gone. A low catch. Is it Crawley going away to his left? And he scooped it up. The first wicket falls. Australia one for 49. And Warner, as he's done throughout this series, he's battled. He's made a start. He's got a score. He's got into the 20s. And he's got out. Now, there's some apprehension in your voice in regards to this uh, first session, isn't there, Bryce? So we're one for 61. Labuschagne's at the crease, two not out. Usman Khawaja played some beautiful drives last night. But uh, how much hinges on the first session tonight? Yeah, there's so much on it, and because the, the the wicket is still a bit lively, it wasn't a it was a humid day, really sticky, humid day in in London yesterday, and uh, it just meant that um, it was good bowling conditions, uh, cloudy overhead, a little bit of drizzle around as well. Of course, um, that's an English summer for you, and uh, so. <laughs> 
Look, it, it, it does give me some concern because it can happen in a hurry. And Australia were able to do that in that middle order against England. So mm. it looked like they were getting away. There was a good partnership between Brooke and Mo and Ali. And things were escalating quickly. But Australia were able to get right back in the game. Quick wickets um, with, with Stokes out, Bearstow. And, and obviously with Brooke and Ali on their way as well. So it all happened in a hurry. Bit of wag of the tail. But I, I, it just... It is favouring the bowlers, and Australia probably let England off the hook, getting 288. It's a good, steady first innings total. Um, Australia are going to have to bat so well, and they've shown that they've been able to do it. And I think Marnus now, with the confidence he got in the last test in saving the game in the hardest of circumstances, I think he's he's feeling right at the very top of his game. So um, they're good signs that they are in good form and they're batting well. But yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, as I have been all the way through the series. It can turn on a, mm. uh, it's on a knife's edge all the way through, and uh, it can turn so quickly. Yeah, and those clusters of wickets are, are the danger, aren't they? So England lost three for eleven early, and then four for twenty-eight later on before the the tail obviously wagged. So you know, the theory all the way through, Bryce, has been bat for long periods, so wear England down. And there, there might be a bowler down. I guess that strategy is even more important to implement. But it's been easy to say. And hard to do, but clearly what there'll be there'll be no rush, will they? They want to bat for time and really keep England out in the field for as long as they possibly can, surely. Yeah, bat as big as they possibly can. And everyone's had their moment in the Australian batting lineup. They've all they've all performed pretty well. Even Dave Warner. Like the opening partnership as as we've said, you know, forty nine and you go, Oh, it should be hundred and forty nine. Yeah. I get that. But it's still good. It's not Horrible. Um, you know, 24 runs, it's frustrating that he's been out in, in the 20s and 30s so often uh, in, in recent times, only just the 150 over there in the Ashes series. But he's been pretty good, and he's helped us get these starts so that we're not exposed straight away. Um, and Usman Kawaja ha- had a bit of a lean patch, obviously, um, big runs early in the um, in the Ashes series. So, look, it... it, it it is not. It's just not going to be easy. Yeah. That, that's that's the real challenge, Sam. And uh, we we just need to keep watching and keep supporting. And um, you know we should be pretty proud about what this Australian team have done. They're they're performing really well. And uh, you know I'm, they're absolutely determined to to bat big here. But then you know they they are so determined to win this Test match. Um, the outcome will be the result. That's many many days away and a lot of cricket to play between now and then, but uh, they'll be looking to bat and put their nose to the grindstone and just wear down that England attack. You're right. Speaking of Bryce McGain, Bryce Brownie in Port Ferry's text in. He says here, one or two finally have to bat big tonight. So I'm trying to think, obviously there was Mitch Marsh's um, innings, which you just can't possibly forget. Usman Kawaja went big early in the series. I'm just trying to think. Oh, there was a century for Steve Smith, wasn't there, along the way. But a lot of the time they've got starts. You just need a few of them to go on with it. And there was a there was a difficulty uh, last test was that everyone got a start, mm. everyone got in there, and that's the hardest part of batting in English conditions is getting the start. And then when, and I don't know whether it's a lack of concentration or, or maybe it's credit to the England bowlers as well because they're still able to execute well and and put out some good deliveries even though you've got yourself in. So I don't think any batsman will be um, just thinking, oh well, I'm in now. I can just start flaying the ball around. But uh, you're right. This this. We've had the 400s, uh, Kawaja early on, and uh, and Lavashan, of course, with that match saver, Smith and um, and Marsh. So I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they're all really interested in going for that hundred. But uh, yeah, there's a 
there's a lot of work to be done. And Bryce, before we let you go, you touched on it, but obviously, you know, England's unbeaten home record in an Ashes series now stretches back to 2001. So there's a big difference between finishing at 2-2, and yeah, we retain the urn, but it's a drawn series, and 3-1, especially after all the whinging that's gone on over there about the injustice and the rain and the shoulda, coulda, woulda, and that they're the better team. I mean, inside the dressing room, the Australian dressing room at the moment, there must be a ferocious urge to just remove all doubt and say we won the Series 3-1. Yeah, they went there on this mission, Sam, and uh, and Andrew McDonald shared that as well. All these players were crystal clear in what they wanted to achieve. That they've, they've done the first stepping stone to where they want to get to. That's secured the ashes. They'll retain it. Now the opportunity comes with this all chips in uh, for this final test. It's by no means a dead rubber that they want to go there and win the Ashes and, and win the series and, and be renowned for that. No one takes that away. That's history forever. And uh, this is a determined group. Um, and they've got this steely resolve to bounce back from um, a, a below-par performance uh, in the fourth test. And uh, you can just see the resilience that they're showing. Um, it was a little shaky, of course, with the drop catches and midfields and all that. But uh, now with the bat, they get that opportunity to, to, to show that and show that they are the best team in the world. Bryce, you've been really generous with your time with us here on the Captain's Run right throughout the Ashes series. Loved having your insights uh, as part of the program. So I appreciate you being so generous with your time and uh, enjoy the final stanza. Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the weekend and uh, 3-1 sounds really good once we hit Monday. Good on you, Bryce McGain there. Great to have him on once again. Uh, off the text. Thanks for continuing to play Jimmy Anderson, Poms. He wouldn't get Edmund or Waitley out. Oh, well, I'd probably nick off. I reckon Jared. I reckon Jared would be like a wall, to be honest. He'd be Jeff Boycott reincarnated. I don't, he would have patience beyond patience. I don't reckon, yeah, no, no, maybe not a lot of stroke play, but I reckon he would be there and he would defend his wicket to the hold. I reckon, I reckon Jimmy would get him out, but I, I reckon I'd nick off. Uh, riding camp through breathtaking Gippsland on the Great Vic bike ride, which is coming up. Visit greatvic.com.au. Melbourne's weather today, partly cloudy, top of 18 degrees. And that's for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and the inner suburbs.